Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your... No, you gotta say it. No, no, it's, no, no can do, buddy. Isn't Christian. this how we normally do things? No, no I say this, do. and I wave my arms, and you guys say it. Christian and I are boycotting now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the name of this podcast is. <clears throat> I don't either. G Y S T podcast. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just you get the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, see what you did there. All right. Welcome to the Get Your Shit Together podcast, folks. Thank you, Kyle. Thank I'm not going to have your back much longer. <laughs> let's analyze the word shit. Yeah, let's do that. Shit, <laughs> like, it is another form of dookie. <laughs> dookie is toxic, toxic, toxic to your body. Waste okay, in your body. Okay, I'll be right back. You guys continue recording. This is going to be on air. I'll be right back. All right. I'm a little confused. I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm going to stop talking just because. Why? <laughs> so you know what I'm thinking when you said that for some reason you said Dookie I'm thinking about the picture that's on our GYSD podcast Facebook page this is the figure of the guy calling oh, yeah, all the Dookies finally got all my shit, shit together <laughs> I don't know why that shit thinking. makes me laugh every time I see it I was trying to segue to the uh, toxicity yeah, yeah. to the toxicity yeah that it it was it was it was a stretch. No, it's not. I got it. <laughs> like, but shit is a form of dookie. <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta get it out. You gotta let you gotta, you gotta let, let it out. Let this shit go. <laughs> you gotta blow that shit out. Blow it out, okay. baby. You guys still recording? We are. Okay, excellent. Let me make sure. Yeah, because I've got something for you guys. Ready? Oh. Three, two, one. What? Gifts on the air. <laughs> The meaning of shit, a scatologicon. I like this. Thank you, man. Wow, that was really cool. Confucianism. Confucius says, "Shit happens." <laughs> Sikhism. The shit was revealed by the guru. Hold on, I got, I'm gonna read back. This is the, for for those of you who don't know. In school, this is how I did all my essays. Was just read the back of the book, right? That's uh, that's all your essay uh, material back there. What is the meaning of shit? Philosophers and fools over the centuries have searched for the answer to this question, and now the world's extensive shit wisdom has been collected in this informative and meaningful collection. Whether you're a Darwinist, it's survival of the shittiest, or Catholic, if shit happens, you deserved it. There's enough shit for everyone. This is fantastic. Rohit, thank you for this. This is awesome, man. I saw that and I was like, I gotta get this to these guys, but I wanted to do it on air when we were talking about it, and this was just a perfect opportunity. Absolutely. You, Buddhism. If shit happens, it isn't really shit. This is awesome. Did you get yourself one too? I did not. What? Because I couldn't read it. What? Yes, you can. Then I'd say it in my head, and I would know. What? Real hit. (laughs) This is starting to hurt my head. Gotta just say fatalism. (laughs) You just said it in your head. (laughs) Shit is going to happen. Today's podcast is all about toxicity in the workplace. It's going to be about just the negativity that can happen. The rumors, the gossiping, the water cooler talks, uh, the negativity that you can have when you're meeting with different managers, uh, maybe different leadership styles. But just how do you deal with the negativity at work and the toxic environments that can't happen? So with that, let's let's just kind of open it up. Yeah, it's 
it's tough. I mean, so workplace toxicity, I, I mean, it can mean so many different things and be something different to so many, so many people, right? Someone's, someone's attitude, things they say, the way they feel about things, you can kind of start to feel the same way. Um, with me, I feel it's avoidance at all costs. Every day you wake up, you're blessed. You're blessed to have a job. I don't know a lot of people who absolutely, completely, 100% love everything about what they do. No matter what you do, if you love your job, something can always be better. There's always some aspect of it that you don't love or is not your favorite, right? But that doesn't mean it's terrible. It doesn't mean you have to make it a toxic environment. You can still be blessed to have all these other things and look at all the, the, the bright side of what you have, that you're able to go into a job every day and make a living for yourself, pay the bills, and converse with, with great people. So for me, it's avoid the negativity at all costs. Um, understanding that as much as you may want people to look at things the same way that you do, that you can't change them. You can only maybe, I don't want to say advise, but advice isn't always welcome, right? So you don't always want to. You can't tell people shit. <laughs> True. You can't tell people no, shit. No, I'm being, <laughs> I'm being funny, but like, yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's pointless. 100% true. So, um, yeah, for me, avoidance. This topic actually is something that is close and dear to my heart. Yeah. That's a lot of topics. <laughs> <laughs> You've said that on every yeah. so far. This is something. <laughs> the meaning of shit. You know, this is something that's really close and near and dear to my heart. I, because I really got to drop a deuce right now. No, no, no. <laughs> so, what I've... Tos, toxic? I cannot say that today. Toxic. Workplace environment. I think can can take many forms mm-hmm. you could have a manager that's just out to get you for whatever reason you could have co-workers that don't like you because you're successful you get people that uh that, that are teammates that gossip of one another I mean, it takes just haters because <laughs> they hate us yeah yeah you just yeah. wish you had a podcast that's what i'm saying <laughs> to all you haters out there in podcast land look at me now <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> So, yeah, like, I mean, it takes all kinds of forms. And I've really thought about this because, so where does it come from? And I think, like, what it comes from, it roots from insecurity for, for some people. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the roots of insecurity for, for some. I think uh, you may have, like, a boss or a coworker that may perceive you to be in a competition that you don't even realize you're in. And to put you down allows them to elevate themselves. That could be, like, a form of workplace toxicity. Mm. For some people, I think the gossipers, it comes down to, for some of those people, it's not always putting them down to elevate themselves, but sometimes I feel like it's almost like it's, it feels like they're missing something out of their home. Like, it's almost like they don't have this, like, social thing. Like, their lives aren't good unless there's... They want to feel some a part of, of something. Yeah, like, yeah, they want to feel like, they just want to disrupt somehow or yeah. feel important. And here's the thing. You said something and you just... Not be too wordy, but you said something a minute ago. You know, a lot of us have jobs like that aren't perfect or ideal. Mm-hmm. Is it maybe the job that you dreamed of? No, uh, not many people have that job. And and be honest with you, that's difficult to work mm-hmm. the job that you dreamed of. Like that's, I think that's harder than because dreams this. change too. Yeah, dreams change. Yeah. It doesn't always fit. Like your dreams may not financially. Can, can be beneficial to you financially. Exactly. Who knows what it is, right? So you work in this job that I think a lot of Americans are making the best of what they have, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
but I think what people forget to do is that gratitude fact. So if you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, thank you, if you believe in higher power, thank you. If you say to your, as a human, this is awesome. I'm going to make something, I'm going to make a difference in my, in my world today, mm-hmm. my small world. I'm going to make a difference and I'm going to be, be a beacon of light. I'm going to be a change. Uh, you know, whatever it is that you subscribe to, I think that's an easy thing to do. Yeah. I think when you carry that type of gratitude into your job, you can't be toxic. Yeah, I think toxicity is a form of ingratitude. Ingratitude? Yeah. No, and when you were saying, if it's not, it should be. <laughs> yeah. Just, you heard it here first, podcast land. Ingratitude. That That's a perfect word you said, to to have gratitude for what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think maybe, too, it's being careful of... Crossing that fine line with being grateful for what you have and knowing what you're worth. Because it's okay to be unhappy with where you're at if you want to improve it, but still make the best of your situation and be grateful for where you're at instead of just complaining about something every single day and mm. thinking you're worth more and you should be somewhere else, but also not being grateful for your current situation. Oh, let me just stop you real quick. Did you, you bring a I mean? scuba gear, Rohit? Did you bring a <laughs> scuba gear? Getting deep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'd do it. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Mm, I agree with that. Yeah, it's interesting. There's people that you see at work who are just, I mean, they shouldn't even be alive. This is, I mean, that's what I should say. Everyone, should, everyone deserves but it. But it's just, every single thing is horrible. Yeah. And I've been. They don't appreciate being alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was part of a group that was kind of in charge of morale. So morale events, you know. Um, yeah. I just already found the irony. I know where you're going with this. And you're in a group that's in charge of workplace morale. If a workplace asks you to join a group like that, run. It's manufactured. It's bullshit. It is. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like, sorry to cut, to cut you off. But I want to hear about this. But I do too. Yeah, but. I think those things are just manufacturers' bullshit. Like, and that's the root of the problem is we're going to manufacture morale and manufacture character for the human being, mm-hmm. and it really angers me. Like, you know, when jobs attempt to do that, and I pro- let me rephrase that in case my boss ever picks this up. Like, <laughs> it doesn't anger me. I'm saying, Mister Employer, <laughs> like there's other ways. There's better ways to do to build morale, and I really think morale is built not from some manufactured committee, mm-hmm. but it comes from managers in leadership acting and conducting themselves in a certain manner that in, that that uh, induces morale. Mm-hmm. You can't manufacture morale. So if you're going to say, I'm going to create this committee that's going to make everyone happy, we're going to give everyone a Sprite and bottle of water, <laughs> some balloons, and some balloons, and come, and come get a hot dog at a hot dog truck. <laughs> <laughs> like... Smacking hot dogs out of people's hands, dude. Like, like I don't want that hot dog. If the, if that's what you consider morale, mm-hmm. then yeah, keep your morale. I don't want that. But like when just telling your your coworkers, hey man, you know what? You beat me out for that job, but dang it, dude, you really deserved it, man. Like, good luck. Mm-hmm. You think you can put away a good word, or if you hear a bug about something, you think you can let me know, dude. I mean, yeah. think about like what that does to that person. That like. Hey, you beat me, and I, I'm sincerely glad you did. Yeah. 
not holding resentment. No resentment, man. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like, what like, what if we operate in a world like that? Like, I mean, that's, like, idealistic. But crap, dude, that's awesome. Like, you can do that in your job. There are jobs, I feel, that operate this way more so than others. Uh, if, if you're, like, instead of a boss, um, just taking your paper. Just get this shit out. What is you call this work? You call this, you call this work? You call this a physio diagram? Yeah. We'll change his careers here. Like, do you, yeah. you, this is not an article. This is garbage. I, can, I wouldn't wipe my own ass with this. You, you are this a complete is, waste of human is, tissue, Christian. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, you know what? That's versus, I thought you were just kidding about that. No, that was dead serious. I'm just kidding. There's a little, there's a little, there's a little, there's a little soft on that. Man. On that caramel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, so what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, if you operate in that type of environment, how do you not be negative yourself? Or because here's what happens: it's fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So you have a whole company of people operating out of a fight and flight mode. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like, I like, and so if you're operating at this high level of stress, like, uh, I was gonna say oxytocin. What is that called? Uh, the 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 stress. The yeah, stress it's, hormone, uh, uh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Cortisol, man. cortisol, cortisol, cortisol levels are high. Um, you're stressed. Some people, I mean, I have friends that worked with the different companies in different parts of the country that don't want to go to work. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, this is how you're yeah. paying for this awesome home or car or you're feeding your family and you don't even want to go there. You spend more time there than you do with your family. So, sorry. No, no, you're good. I was just saying, how happy passionate. are you when you come home? Right? Dude, like, you're, you're horrible it, to them. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you don't just turn it off. What does that do to them? They don't, they don't care that they can eat filet mignon instead of chuck steak if you come home and you're pissed off every day yeah you're like asking people to pour bourbon and <laughs> right freaking frowning at you know. the tv like i mean like you know what i mean cussing that football game like when like, it's pe- people forget you spend eight hours plus at this place oh yeah and so these places are almost like your family mm-hmm. if they're not like whether you like it or not you spend more time with them than you do with your family unless you work in a family business yep. right for the most part I'm not saying that I want to spend a lot of my free time with the people that I work with. Mm-hmm. Like, not every, some people I do, some people I don't. Yeah. Like, it's just what it is. It's just human nature, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that the people that I touch, I leave, like, a good legacy. And the legacy to me is that, like, you know what? That guy's a pleasant person to work with. He's hardworking, and I enjoy my time with him. Like, if someone mentions my name at a water cooler um, and it's in a negative light, I want it to be manufactured, not uh, mm-hmm. give them the fuel for that fire. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Right? You know? Dude, I I, I I completely freaking what derailed derailed you. <laughs> no. I hate morale committees. No, I'm <laughs> like <laughs> no, so, good. <laughs> no, I'm really glad you did, and and this is why, because it, we made a lot of difference, and we, <laughs> we <laughs> this guy. Um, no, but after I went off and all that, he's like, this is, this made a lot of helpful. difference. It was, it was helpful. They no, it was really that? good. I think it's really it good dead. because it it helps. You guys have known me for a long time. Like, years, both of you guys have known me. I see the world with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. Like, I always try to see the positive in things. So even in something like this, where I'm going full in with, okay, what can we do to, to change things around? I don't always see the other side. And because I don't see the other side, it doesn't always make sense to me why other people don't believe it. And so there are people that I know who are just so... Everything is horrible. You know, they're like Eeyore. Where no matter what, I'm gonna, I choose to be miserable. And they made that choice a long time ago. And now because they've chosen to be that person, everything that they see, everything that they touch, no matter what, is going to spin from a positive to a negative. So it fits their view and perspective. Mm. 
was really interesting is I subscribed to Success Magazine. And I can't remember who said it, but in every episode and in every issue, there's a CD. And I was listening to this and the, the guy was talking about almost toxicity in the workplace. He was talking about what makes a good company and a bad company, you know, leaders instead of managers. And what I found utterly just fascinating because the first thing I did was I started thinking about all the different places that I've worked. So anytime there are budget, I mean, not budget cuts, but anytime there are cuts mm-hmm. in, in teams and they're letting people go, it's so somebody else can get a bonus. Because if you think about it, if I'm a manager and I've got 50 people below me, and in order for me to hit my numbers, I've got to let go of three people, well, I'm going to pick the weakest people and I'm going to let them go. And what that does is I just did it so I can get my bonus. So I look good and I got the job done, whatever the case may be. But think about what message that's sending across the board. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, everyone else who's there is going to be like, wait a minute, instead of a family, instead of us working together as a team, now I'm competing with them. If we know that this podcast doesn't need three people, it only needs two, this went from being a team, it's the it's the three of us doing together to, to build this podcast up. Now it's, oh, shoot, <clears throat> I got to outdo Kyle, I got to outdo Christian. And what that does is it leads to Silence lack everybody. of trust. Now all of a sudden I don't trust upper management because if they're letting people go so they can hit their numbers, I'm not so against everything that you just said. That's fantastic. Yeah. Here's why. <laughs> um, I think so the best compliment he's ever given me. I'm not completely against what you said. <laughs> yeah. Not completely. What's that? A backhanded, backhanded compliment? compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Backhanded. yeah. <laughs> so... I think you're right. Layoffs, budget cuts, things like that uh, usually do benefit someone, but it doesn't mean that the company before they did that was not in some type of trouble. And the thing too is sometimes, you know, in the company that I've worked with and and there's been a series of uh, layoffs on and off, that it's not always been the high performers that get let go. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times it's sometimes the people that underperform. Um, so as a company that needs to be concerned with things like OPEX and profits. Mm-hmm. And for those um, OPEX operational, operational expenses. expenses yeah. Then there's, and this is shitty, uh, man, it's so hard to say this, but like it's because I've been on both sides. If you're in someone's house and they're asking you to, hey, please take your shoes off before you come to the door. And you know what? I really prefer if you hang your jacket up. And that while you're here, I'll definitely feed you. Like, we're going to have an awesome dinner. But can you wash your dishes, too? Like, just at least help rinse off your plate. And you don't do those, and that person gets upset because he invited you to dinner and you didn't do those things. Well, is it? can you be mad at that person? And I think that's what, how some people treat their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, someone gave you a place to conduct business. If you think about it, like, what I do, like, I work for a company that's given me a number to a, and a goal to achieve. However, um, they're almost like renting me space for me to do my job. And if I don't conduct myself and work with a t- with the type of work ethic and tenacity that indicates to people that I want to be there, then I'm in trouble. There are a lot of people that where I feel like, well, you know what? I'm not hiding behind the microphone. Y'all can look at me. <laughs> There's a lot of people that get upset because they're like, hey, I lost my job. And some people who lost their job unjustly. Yeah. Been there, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I totally get it related to people it's affected me and it's affected friends and family and it'll probably affect me again like 
whether it be myself personally or another or family member. But on a person-to-person basis, I listen because some of those people that I know, I'm like, well, uh, yeah, you're never in the office. <laughs> yeah. <so laughs> I'm like, I probably would have fired your ass too. Yeah. Yeah. So times to workplace toxicity, it's you, so you're right. Like there's a type of competition that can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I and that's why I said I don't, I don't completely disagree with you. And because I think if people are competing and not reaching for a common goal, mm-hmm. then it just becomes like a vicious and competition for the sake of competition with no goal in mind. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people like. So for example, in sales, if you have a number and your team is trying to reach a goal of hitting that number and the other sales team is trying to do the same thing and your team is like, hey, we're going to bust our ass to get to this goal before this other team does. I think that's healthy competition. Absolutely. This is benefits from it. We benefit whoever hits the goal first because you get bonus or whatever the structure of that company benefits from it. That's awesome. Now, if a company's just got like, and, and I see this type of things happen a lot, and I think this is more of what you're saying too. People get frustrated because you have a goal that is not as clear to the team members and people, some people want to be in management, some people this, and they start thinking of just completely self-serving terms. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you end up in that in that predicament that you're talking about. And I think that starts way above our pay grade and it just trickles down. So if people are above, way above our pay grade or functioning, um, there, there's one of my favorite podcasts is called Entree Leadership. Man, we're plugging everyone. Oh, oh, one day, podcast is GYST podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great podcast, Entree Leadership. And they have a lot of leadership and like they've had, and there's not one off, specifically off the top of my mind that I, but it's definitely been a recurring theme. It's how to manage people. And I think that's what it comes down to. A lot of people don't know how to manage people because you think what, what I just said, you're managing people. Yeah. We're not a resource. We're not tools. We're, we're people. We're people with emotions, feelings, um, a value. But when you manage to a number mm-hmm. and if you manage to a ambiguous goal, I think you get those results that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is People have to understand. This is sounds shitty. People have to also kind of stay in their lane too and understand. Like um, right now, I'm not the manager, so and I want, but that might be where I want to be. For example, this is an example I'm throwing up there. This is where I strive to be. So I'm going to conduct myself in a way that makes it makes it extremely attractive for me to be to to move from this point to this point. It sounds idealistic, and there's different ways and methods of doing that, right? But I just really feel like people forget that they don't, that company doesn't have to employ them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's absolutely. like they don't have to employ yeah. them. Like, when, and when you say that, it makes me think of something. Um, I was listening to, any of you guys listen to or watch Bill Maher? Mm, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I think it's he's pretty funny. funny. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I think it's funny. And I was listening to him uh, on the way down to Portland the other day. He said something towards the end of, of the uh, it was a show, but I was listening to it on a podcast. He said something towards the end, and he alluded to himself being um, old school entertainment in industry. And mm-hmm. he said, "I'm here for you. You're not here for me." And mm-hmm. I think what, in a sense, that he was saying is he's here for your entertainment, and that's what he's here for. He's not here to use his audience um, as a resource because they're people as well, right? So I think that maybe if employees can think that same way, right? You have to be grateful for where you're at and understand that you're here for that company or for your manager. But also, maybe start from the top. 
if managers can understand that you're here for your employees, they're not here for you, and you can maybe take that same that same thought process, will that change things? It'll prevent us from using people as as resources. You know, that that makes sense? Uh, I agree with that. Like, yeah, yeah, as you were saying. Also, if you don't find this may sound religious, but I'm not necessarily meaning it for for it to be. But people don't work for things that are greater than themselves a lot. And I think that's yeah. the condition of like our modern society is that, that it's very uh, self-centered and very me. And me is not anything. We, is a, as a collective, are great people. You know, when you start thinking about like you as an individual, yeah, an individual does, really can't. Three, three-legged stool is going to be better than two, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think that type of thing. So, so when people are working for, so what I really try to do, like with my job, like sometimes I can't see, like I'll get a project for, let's say like a hospital or something. And I get bogged down with the, like the minutia of just like this stinking project that it's like wearing me out and building quotes and talking to, mm-hmm. to sales teams and, and just like that, that grind, that grind and it'll wear you out. But then have you ever like, I mean, just for you two specifically, have you ever take a step back and like, Oh my gosh! When I'm done with this, these are going to be going into a children's hospital that are going to be in the hands of children, um, to that are going to allow like kids that aren't healthy yeah. to like live a better life or at least entertain them for the remainder of their life or whatever the heck is. And then when you start to think things that way, you're just like, oh my gosh! I'm going to take a little bit more pride in what I'm doing. Yeah. And there's no room for, uh, for toxic behavior. I think when you think greater than yourself. And how do people do that though? Because you can do it. Clearly, you can do it, right? Uh, well, I'm talking a lot of mad shit. How do you do that? It's a good question. Do that, right? I think you have to step outside yourself. Uh, there are times oh, when yeah. I'm at work, and this just happened the other day. I had a meeting, and at the end of the meeting, uh, it just was probably one of the worst professional experiences of my life. And the way I was professionally treated, I was so upset. I was ready to just... I mean, I remember just leaving, going to my desk with the whole intent of, I'm just going to grab my stuff. I'm done. But instead, I just grabbed my jacket and just looked at my coworker and I said, I'm going for a walk. And I just, she could tell, you know, just, I just need my space. And I went for a walk outside. And what was really nice is I started thinking about why, why is this bothering me so much? And Christian, you weren't here. But when we were, when Robin was here, Kyle, Christian, I mean, Kyle, Robin, and I were talking about our goals for, for this year, 2016. My goal for 2016 is at the end, I'm only oh, working yeah. for myself, right? So why am I letting this bother me? Because here I am with this amazing goal that I'm going to achieve of working only for myself for the rest of my life and having complete freedom. Do you want to know what probably why though? Because you care. Right. Like, I think that for you, you don't have it in you to just blow off. Um, was, it, was it criticism? Like what happens? But like, you don't have to details, but like, was it like a criticism or was it just delivery of a message? Delivery of a message? Like, like, I, I think when it comes down to it, you just don't feel respected. And, and on a mutual respect, human to human type level. I think one of the podcasts that I'd like to do in the future is the differences between a leader and a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are huge. That's a huge difference between a leader and a manager. And so I think it was just those situations. 
And so once I went for a walk, I started thinking about my goal for the end of the year. And this, at the end, isn't really going to matter. And once I took myself out of the situation of what it was, I let go of some steam and, and just let it go. And I realized that my path isn't, this isn't my existence. This is just one happening that just happened. But maybe for the other person, this is their existence. I fight it myself sometimes. I, I really do. Especially when I go to Bellevue in, in Seattle and you know look at the big skyscrapers and think about it. Ever since I was a kid, I've always mm -hmm. wanted that office where, and you see it in the movies, and living in that corporate world of never having to worry about anything. Here's your corporate credit card and just living the life. And I've lived it before when I was at Microsoft and it just had a blast with it. And I still, to this day, fight myself sometimes. Uh, I did a training event in Bellevue. And as, as I was walking through the skyscrapers and everything, I was like, wow, I, I really want to be here. And, you know, it's I know it's, it's motivating to be in those environments. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes I miss the corporate world so much. And I think, okay, I might be working 50, 60 hours here in this corporate world. And, but but it just, I, I've always wanted that. But then when I think about the lives that I can touch doing the personal development stuff, there's parts of me some days where I'm just like, I, I, which do I do? You know, mm -hmm. it, it's tough. And so, when I yeah, you're absolutely city, right. This is kind of funny, just two seconds here. Like, when I lived in Oklahoma City, I would go leave the office that I work, in the company that I work for, and I would go to the Devon Tower. The Devon Tower, for people who aren't from Oklahoma City, is a skyscraper that um, is the largest skyscraper in that region now. It's like, I think it's like 77 story. It just sticks out just because wow. it's in Oklahoma City. I mean, it's tall. <laughs> everything's flat. Everything's flat and everything's <laughs> like not 77 stories tall, however tall it is. Beautiful structure. And it's, uh, Devon is the largest publicly traded oil and gas company in Oklahoma. So I would go there and go eat lunch to have food court. And oh. it really inspired me to go sitting there with like looking at young professionals such as myself, moving and shaking yeah. and, and just being around and just that and I would come back to my office, which was uh, great people work there. It was just a different environment. People dressed um, more, really casual. Yeah, it's more a lot more casual and stuff like that. And I'd always had that same dream that you did, you know. So I would go back to the office and just awesome. I like the office and it would kind of like charge like it was like these electrons are on yeah. there or something, man. Some I'm just firing. Yeah, this would make me want to get back and and then and work a little bit harder. Uh, how do you escape toxic work? I think you and I just said too. It's people, I think people become stagnant and creative and aren't necessarily creative. So I didn't realize it, but like, uh, then th that time when I was doing that, I was having a tough time and my escape was going to this other office oh. and just to eat lunch. Removing yourself from the toxic environment <laughs> yeah. to put yourself in a, in a more desirable environment. Yeah, and I was going back, and then I would come back, I would be good. And you brought that energy with you. Yeah, yeah. I'd invite. I tell my friends, I was like, "Dude, we can't go eat at the Devon Building because it's <laughs> like, 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 you know, like there's just like professional ladies, yeah, and like you know, in like, the, in the, like <laughs> no woman's business suit, and yeah, it was, it was awesome. So I guess you know, I, I think what separates the three of us from some people that maybe we converse with is uh, being creative. And I think this kind of goes in lines with work-life balance. Uh -huh. You know, I think, I, I remember hearing the story before, Christian, so it might have been during the work-life balance uh, podcast, but we talked a lot about the people who can't separate that, the the work with the, with the personal life. Mm -hmm. And we can probably just take a lot of the stuff that we talked about then and apply it to this as well in getting away from that negativity. Uh -huh. You know, when you go home, 
making sure you're not checking your email or, or anything like that and completely separating separate church and state yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know it, it's it's a beautiful thing um, to be able to work with a lot of people that are like minded and but the, you know the, the trouble with that is that there's also different people uh-huh. so we all come from different like backgrounds different experiences we have different things that are going at home different stresses sometimes like uh, I found out something recently about a person at work that really hit me in the heart. Like, I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like I never, I wouldn't have not known that that was a struggle for that person. And it really affected me and changed how I functioned with, with that person because I was kind of being short. Like, mm-hmm. are you talking to me like that? Like, have you lost your mind? But, <laughs> they're, they're, but they're speaking to me from a place of pain, right? Like, they're coming completely from a place of pain and hurt people hurt people. So um, when I found something out, I was like, they're operating at a place of hurt. Something else that people do, including myself, is that knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, what? You you swung at me? I'm going to swing back. Yeah. And that's, I think, that kind of lends to, like, that building and growing of a toxic environment instead of someone saying, you know what? Rohit is being a jerk right now. And you know what? Oh, I found out he just wrecked his daggum car yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I'm making this up, podcast yeah. people. Like, he's under stress right now because now he's trying to figure out how he's going to get to work. You know what? He's not really being toxic. He's stressed out. Now, as me as a human being, hey, man, is there anything I can do to help you? You need to ride to work. Got to take you out to lunch. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> right now you can only go as far as you can walk. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So getting to the source of the toxicity instead of, yeah, because yeah, mine is just avoidance. It's like, man, I ain't got time to deal with that. That is not my problem. That is yours. Or if someone's gossiping, it's like, I don't really want to know. Y'all go ahead and gossip because... If I'm trying to engage in this conversation, it's a bunch of he said, she said. I don't want to be involved in it. That's your business. Keep it over there. Well, it's um, like it's like the work. Like uh, this is going to be completely not PG, and I apologize here, but uh, mm-hmm. it's like all the work smashing. Oh my goodness mm-hmm. gracious! Like, every job has it, right? I was yeah. in the restaurant business for a long time, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, someone's smashing, someone's smash, 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 smash." And I was like, you know what? I don't even know half of this stuff. And like when it comes, by the time I find out about it, I'm like, it's like old. Yep. You're like, what? Yeah. And it's, and then you're like surprised to find out, but you're like, well, it's probably better I didn't know about that anyways. <laughs> like, I don't want yeah. to be part of that shit. <laughs> but it's crazy because people like like live for that. Oh, it's crazy. For, yeah. that, uh, for that gossip. Yeah. Know? Make you feel part of something. Who are you smashing right? Yeah. It's joking like no, a cop. Like, right? <laughs> Is it time for our uh, two minute takeaway there? No, it's not. Not yet. Two minute takeaway, right? What? All right, all Two right. Two minute takeaway Two time. Minute takeaway. Well, do we want to do um, the feedback? Do we have some feedback? Uh, well, one feedback, you know, uh, and I, I'll just be transparent here, podcast land. Like it was actually my feedback, and something mm-hmm. that I do to um, lessen the workplace toxicities. I like to bring like treats and candy. Um, it's amazing to watch like you know grown folks get a piece of chocolate and just smile, and it's pretty inc- it's pretty incredible, you know. So at least for a split second or two. That they, you put a smile on someone's face. If the world was this box of chocolates, who said that? I don't know. Forrest Gump. Ah, I thought I was a wise man. <laughs> well, that's that's no, that's awesome. I think that's that's two points really, right? So uh, the small gesture of giving somebody something, mm-hmm. I think, is awesome. And I heard this in um, I don't remember the name of the movie. I'm drawing a complete blank. Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves, Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino said, "Love is biochemically no different than eating large amounts of chocolate." He gives my chocolate, gives him a good 
feeling of love inside. Speaking makes me happy. smash. Right, see, so smash. That's why, you give out chocolate. That's why Christians give out chocolate. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, I mean, I think the two-minute takeaway today is really, um, what can you do with workplace toxicity or negativity? What What are some things that you can do to not let it affect you, not bring it home with you, and what can you do to prevent it at the workplace and maybe help others and maybe seek out why, as Christian mentioned, why others may be acting a certain way. You know, it, it doesn't come from a necessarily negative place. It comes from a place, of, a place of pain in a lot of instances. So what can we do to seek that out, find it, and kind of maybe help turn that around and create more positivity in the workplace instead of toxicity? Uh, so with that being said, that's it. That's, that's the summary for today's episode. Yeah, that was a good one, y'all. Appreciate it. Stay positive. Leave that toxic shit at home. Yes, please do. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.